health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own number one living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The number one living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. I used to feel so helpless and tormented by my mind. I tried to answer my thoughts, negotiate with them, anything I could do, ignore them to get rid of them. But all it did was feed them, keep them coming back for more. I'd allowed myself to be recruited by my old conditioning and understandings and now they own me. There's no doubt about it. I felt like a prisoner and I was definitely enslaved by them. Throughout my life, I've experienced all kinds of issues with thought. There's been too much of it going on, ones I don't like coming up all the time. And I really do feel I'm not alone when I say this, but my mind has been a bit of a problem for me. I grew up with fear ever present in my face. It felt like a dark, threatening unknown. It just would not leave me alone. So in some situations, which seemed so simple and manageable for others, I found myself stranded. It just seemed insurmountable to me. So I adopted a kind of warrior archetype, I think, almost taking solace in the wounded hero idea. As much as I really longed to be free, joyful, happy, I felt so much more at home when I had something to solve, a problem to solve, and a reason to talk about why everything and everyone was against me. The backs against the wall approach was definitely one for me. Watching people around me, enjoying the moment, laughing, joking, shrugging off difficulties, none of this made sense to me. How could they ignore that sort of ominous doom that I could sense was under everything? So while I was busy taking on the burden, I felt like at least I was on my path to earning my joy and my salvation somewhere down the line, even though it never came. The idea that things would be all right just seemed out of my reach. Relaxation, peace, all that stuff had to be earned and won. And by that, I mean, everything had to be worked out and solved. There had to be an answer. In my rugby career, this answer was training, hours upon hours of putting myself in physical stress and mental stress and fatigue, my obsessive invasive thoughts, they'd become my reality. I just had to fight my way through them and find that solution. Success was about survival. You could forget about thriving, being grateful, celebrating when things were going well. That was a really dangerous game to play. When things were going as I wished, it was so destabilizing for me. It upended everything that uh, I believed in. It upended all my understandings and logic. However, the journey of exploring the mind and thoughts, recognizing where they come from, the fact that maybe we have so much more of a say in them than we realize, this has been really, really powerful for me. It's opened up crazy new dimensions to performance, 
to relationships, to creativity, leadership, stuff like inspiration, joy, and definitely into potential. I see now that life and its unknown can be an incredible surprise. It just means being willing enough to align ourselves with it, to trust in it, and in doing so, uncover a bit more of the true nature of who we are, perhaps. The creative power of thoughts, the possibility they hold for all of us, this is the basis of this week's guest and her speciality, Rhonda Byrne. She's so much to offer when it comes to changing our relationship with what's happening around us, how we can move from trying to control and survive our futures to how we can actually begin to create them instead. The mind is the most, most incredible creative tool. It will create anything and everything. It's totally creative. So it creates all the things we want and all the things we don't want. It creates both equally. But if we can use it just for what it was meant to be used for, which is to create the things we want, instead of running us, instead of being our psychotherapist, our psychiatrist, our flatmate, who never will be quiet, who is commenting on absolutely everything. Oh, look at him, you know, he shouldn't have been like that. Oh, gosh, I'm going to be late. But if people realise that the path to happiness is the stillness in the mind, when the mind is not creating problems, when the mind is not covering over our inherent happiness, we're free and it's a glorious life. Rhonda is responsible for the documentary The Secret and the author of the secret series of books that have been translated into a staggering 50 languages. They remain one of the longest running bestsellers of this century. I actually came across The Secret for the first time back in about 2006, 2007, while I was up north playing rugby in Newcastle. It was a really bold move by the club at that time to introduce what was such a subtle internal message to a group of us who I can speak for myself here were far more inclined, I think, to go dive in the mud, run into each other, hit the gym or just basically push ourselves till we dropped than we were to question ourselves in this way at all. And maybe because of this, it just didn't quite stick at the time. I was so drawn to it. My inner voice sparked by that boundless, limitless feel and nature of the, of the opportunity. But my old habits were so quick to snuff it out. I remember a couple of years later coming across The Secret again, realising that I'd had the opportunity way back, but seeing just how little I'd ventured inwards over that period. To get going at some point, it definitely took a big leap, a big leap that was going to turn me around and start looking at myself. And this shift, I think, is kind of associated often with some kind of shock or trauma or crises that leaves you with no other option. But I don't feel it needs to be that way. I feel it just requires us to recall our energy from the directions where it's not serving us and then channel it, focus it and hold it upon what it is we really want with a kind of passion and intense intent. I now find myself far more fascinated with stuff you can't see and feel, the stuff you can't plan and definitely the stuff you can't guarantee. I see challenge now with curiosity and I know such a big one for me is that Making friends with the unknown is perhaps the biggest key to reconnecting with my true self. This involves a huge amount of trust, faith, definitely, and loads of vulnerability. But for me, self-trust is where it happens. A trust in what's happening around us, a trust in the fact that maybe life is working for us, no matter how impossible this seems in some moments. Rhonda talks a lot about this during the episode. 
She talks about that effortless, inspired intelligence that arises out of us as a result of us simply aligning all our inner energies and maintaining them in the direction of what it is that we really want for enough time. She also talks about the power of this new way of looking at challenge and how we can be knocked off track and out of alignment when we come across unintended outcomes and our reactivity to them, that fear, that frustration, and how these emotions divert, send our energy anywhere but where we really need it to go. She speaks brilliantly about how this comes down to the limiting effect of fixed ideas, things we've concluded in our lives, and maybe we don't realise we've done so, and how happiness comes from removing these fixed ideas, just having less of them around in general. She says, the more opinions we have, the unhappier we will be. That's such a big message in today's society when knowledge has become power and we're all reading things and going about and sharing them and trying to convince each other of, of how great we are because of, of what we know. Be careful of your opinions because it is you who suffers them is one that resonates for me. I don't know where I picked that one up from. But don't worry, she also looks into how to release these fixed ideas, offering powerful techniques for freeing ourselves by welcoming difficult emotions and allowing them rather than trying to solve them, resisting them and getting rid of them. I've discovered now on this incredible journey that that freedom, happiness and abundance come from not from acquiring anything within us, for example, but for letting things go that we'd already taken on board. So it's kind of peeling an onion. So the more layers that you can peel off, the happier you will become, the more that life will serve you in every moment. Everything you do will be absolutely effortless. Above everything, Rhonda brings us back, I think, time and time again to the law of attraction, which is the main subject of her books in that secret series. The most poignant reminder of these, I think, being that we cannot create what it is that we desire from a space of lack. We can't fulfill true potential from a position of believing we're not enough, that we're not worthy or deserving of having what we want. This has been the basis of all the stress, the overpractice, the anxiety and the frustration in my own life. I know when I felt my best, definitely that deserving worthiness has allowed me to just embrace every moment. Rhonda shows how even just a few little changes in mindset can transform our relationship with people around us, with health, with money, basically with whatever else it is that we want to create in our world. It does take energy to do this though. Lots of it and some of that energy, a lot of it in fact, is about vulnerability, the willingness to go into that space of discomfort the willingness to change, the willingness to explore new opportunities and maintain an open mind and some pretty relaxed shoulders. How do I know if I'm on track for my future manifestations? It just comes down to how deeply we're engaging and enjoying this moment right now. That's a pretty refreshing message. Rhonda's work holds huge possibility for everyone. I know there's so much to take away and something's going to resonate. So do bear with us and keep an ear out for Thursday's episode. Rhonda was dialing from Australia and our cross-continental conversation really has a lot to offer. I hope it does anyway. There's some really big concepts in there, but Rhonda's great. And I hope this episode can serve to be as helpful to any of you listening as the books and the documentary were when they crossed my path for the second time anyway. That's it for me today though. I hope I've gotten you a little excited for Thursday's longer episode with Rhonda. 
I've already received some amazing comments. I'm enjoying so much the interaction with you. I love receiving them. So please don't hesitate to get in touch with any feedback, queries, ideas, suggestions, whatever it is, throw it in there. This is the early stages of a project that I really want to grow and develop. So I take your feedback on board always. And I'm definitely finding my way and looking to improve and expand with each one. So it really, really helps. Anyway, that's enough from me. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you here again on Thursday. Thursday.